The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the comic den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. To say that this has been an eventful week in the anime and manga world on both sides of the Pacific would be quite an understatement. Uh, that all said, I'm not so certain we should be happy with the majority of what hap what's happened this week. I, I can't think of a more pivotal week in, the, in this industry's history than what's happened already. But the fact is, so much has happened, and none of it can, uh, none of it you can really put on the back burner. So to that end, we've decided to, to, we've decided here to do two tapings tonight. The first one is the digest you're listening to right now. The second will be the regular taping, which will be done right after this one. In any event, this is Anime Roundtable Digest number five, or as I would like to call it, the second without Dean. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be the official title now? Afterwards, high five, high five. <laughs> I think we've done the most digest, but anyway, that's beside the point. That's right. Mike Nichols here, along with Industry Observer James Austin and and lawyer in waiting um, Adam Grant. Oh, yeah. is that going to be my title now, the lawyer in waiting? Well, what else? Do, what do you want to call yourself? Uh, I I usually prefer a hentai aficionado, uh, but you think we can defender get defender of justice, connoisseur perhaps. Well, say, defender of justice and hentai is a good one. No, yeah, no I was going to okay. say defender of justice and hentai connoisseur or something like that. You know. All right. That one works too. Okay, that one will work. And or defender we'll, of hentai justice. And and, and <laughs> counselor, you are now on the record for saying that. Um, well, yeah, with, with the lollycon comments last time, I'm pretty hard on the record. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, last all right, last um, just a quick recap. Uh, last time on, on Digest Four, we talked at length about what, what we thought would be the ADV Genion distribution deal. Obviously, we know what's happened since, and uh, with the deal breaking down. Word of the breakdown, um, on the breakdown of the deal here, happened during the taping of the show last week, but personally I didn't find out about it until well after we had done the taping. And, and just as well too, because uh, you two will concede, with the way the show was going, there was no way we could properly fit it in. Uh, yeah, serious business was not particularly conducive no. to last week's discussion. No, no. But if uh, the breaking of the deal put some people in an unsettled mood, uh, the word yesterday on Jenny on ceasing all DVD sales operations likely started some panic. Uh, we all wanted to wait and see what would happen when the dust settled, but now we're pretty much in the midst of a sandstorm. Uh, let me quickly read the letter from Jenny on uh, sent to retailers yesterday, and then we'll talk at length about, well, the uh, letter. We regret to inform you that as of September 21st, 2007, Genion Entertainment USA Incorporated and AD Vision Incorporated have decided to terminate the proposed sales and distribution alliance, which was the subject of a, retail, of a recent press release issued by Dentsu, our parent company. Due to the termination of the proposed alliance, Genion USA is ceasing the sales of DVDs and all related distribution and marketing operations as of 5 p.m. Pacific time on Friday, September 28, 2007. As a result of this decision, the following will occur. One, the deadline to place an order with Genion for all products will be 5 p.m. Pacific on Friday the 28th. Only orders for catalog, catalog products in inventory or new releases with a street date of November 6th or earlier will be accepted. Any new orders placed after the date of this letter are final and cannot be returned. Point two, with, with respect to all eligible open orders in our system, we will immediately ship on the basis of available in inventory. If your orders have have future ship dates after September 28th, we will be unable to hold shipment for such a date. Accordingly, we will ship the products when they are ready for shipment. Point three, return request forms made pursuant to our direct account sales policy will not be accepted for review after 5 p.m. Pacific on November 30th, 2007. Point four, we request that all approved MDF claims be submitted no later than 5 p.m. Pacific on December 31st, 2007, and 0.5 payables to Genion remain unchanged. Jim Yardley and his team will be dedicated to providing you with any assistance that you may need during this transition period. Regards, A.G. Ori, CEO and President, Genion Entertainment USA Incorporated. And letter. Um, I want to do this digest because I felt the need to flesh out some of the panic currently going about. Little doubt, though, we're going to be 
we're going to be going into a period of uncertainty here. And um, we can talk about this till we're blue in our face. And you know what? We got about half an hour to do so, so what the hell? Um, where do we start? Well, I, f I was thinking we should start. I have the list of titles affected. But the other thing about these titles that are already released that really takes me off is we all know about the process of it getting from license to DVD. And most of the dubs that they did are basically, most of them are pretty much finished, like Black Lagoon is finished, stuff like that, because even they admit in the podcast, when they talked to one of the ocean people, they said they would be done by the summer, okay. which is this summer. But you still have other production things like the DVD, the marketing, the covers, stuff like that. Like it's annoying, like today, the cover for Karen 5 and other ones that were just canned just came out. Oh, so it's, it's, so it's kind of there was like a gallery, like a gallery look on yeah. uh, AOD. But, but I'll, I'll go over, like, Kel Kara Mao, basically the second season is still, basically isn't going to make it. We have When They Cry, which is up to three, and then the second, five to, the second part of the first season isn't going to be released. Helsing OVA, That's which is up one, to I episode think. three. That is the big one. Now that one and Black Lagoon are important. Black Lagoon, the second season, isn't going to see release, but Black Lagoon and Helsing OVA were invested in by Genion USA. So this is going to be interesting for them to see what happens with them, license, re-license rescue, as well for Helsing, because since it's still ongoing, how's the investment going to happen? Yeah, and I think that's what we're, we're hoping for, a lot yeah. of license rescues. Now the other stuff is Story of uh, Sayunku, I believe it's called. That's a long series. I'm not sure. I think only two DVDs have come out. Rosen made the uh, second season. Karen, as I just mentioned. Is, 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 the, is the first uh, Rosen Maiden series finished? Yeah. Basically, the first, the first three DVDs are the first season. The last three DVDs are the second season. And they're season. all out. Oh, those and are the, the seasons. Yeah, but those and are, the OVA has but not out, been right? licensed. Yeah, the those first season out. is out. Okay, yeah. completely. And then continue. And so Black Lagoon, um, as I said, the first season's out, but still, like, when I watched the last disc of the first season, basically you have a preview for the first disc of the second season, which still kind of bites. By the way, the last one is uh, Shonen Omenoji, I believe. I, I can't even... I guess yeah. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one. Now, those are all the ones that have been released and are just going to be cut off. So I would have hoped Janion, in their good graces would have tried to at least finish them up or ones that were close to being finished up with three DVDs left. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have to play a wait-and-see game. Now, as we said, they did do some licenses this summer, which yeah, are basically gone out the gutter. Nanoha? Nanoha's the most, Nanoha the, is most noteworthy, yes. Familiar of Zero. Okay. The uh, Shokonoshana OVA. Yes. And Guardian of the Sacred Spirit. Delta uh, Deltora Quest is also listed yep. here. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, I'd say those ones are basically uh, up the creek without a paddle, and I basically would think those ones probably are just going to be returned to the original license. I don't necessarily well, because there's so many clauses. That's and ultimately stuff like that. let's get. I, I hold that, that is thought. debatable. Will, that is debatable. But I'm thought, just saying for those ones. Come back to that a bit later. The thing though is, I think for the other ones, it's going to be real interesting because they've already been released, so they're kind of at a crossroads. The original licensor, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to do what I'm going to say. But if I was the licensor, I would be worried as shit right now because I have half my series already out and we've built up this fan base. Now, basically, the fan base could turn on us because they don't have the rest of it in a timely fashion. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's either we got to figure out a way on this contract so we can get a different licensor we're, or we're, we have to ready. figure out how Genion is pursuing their future endeavors. I, I, think we're, I think we're getting a little far ahead. I mean, Yeah, we're jumping a bit far in that. Well, I, mean, I mean, the fact that they're ceasing DVD sales does not inherently mean that they're jumping out of the business. As No, no, I'm, not, I'm, saying, I'm not saying they're jumping it, out of the business. It just means that... At the at the moment, they are going to totally re-engineer how they're doing everything. Mm -hmm. Bottom line no, is, we I mean, don't know I'll, that's like one scenario. Let's that concede this much. Okay. By the way, quick impressions. Uh, just a quick impression. Um, first of all, I I mean, for me personally, I'll say that at least I don't have. Uh, there's not isn't an ongoing series with Gen I have with Genion. Granted, there are a few series that are finished. I would like have liked to pick up. And I'll certainly do my best. And you know, obviously, in, I'll, I'm trying to maybe pick up one or two. 
Uh, you had a couple ongoing series yourself. Too. Yeah, I was I was more ticked off, and a lot of people I know were ticked off. Black Lagoon, second season, Helsing OVA, When They Cry, and Karen. I'm just really ticked off. Adam? Uh, I don't... I'm, I've not been following any of the Genion series, primarily because... Except Strawberry Marshmallow, maybe. Well, it's... Well, okay. You, you mentioned you're a fan of that. Yeah, I am a fan of that, but it, it, nothing, that the, nothing that's going to get caught... That being said, though, as a general rule, and this, this, this has stood since it was Pioneer, I have never actually very much enjoyed most of the series that they tend to release. I don't know why that is. They seem to just pick up a certain sort of series that I just don't tend to enjoy. Now, yes, obviously, there's the exceptions. Ichigo Mashimaru is <laughs> one of those. But as a general rule, that stood. So I, I'm not caught out in the blue on this one. Yeah. But actually... I mean, for the most part, for myself... Uh, and uh, aside from maybe stri- uh, paranoia, the only two exceptions maybe being paranoia agent and Ichigo Meshimaru, Um I have everything I want right now. Yeah. I, I, they had a lot of series I loved and enjoyed, and they had a really high quality. And I actually, that's one thing we were talking about before is that in this niche market, they actually kept really high quality in their releases. They were giving out pencil boards. You had inserts when a lot of companies uh, don't do it. Well. Like, and you, we're getting back to what I was going to talk about before, which is what led us to this. Because first of all, we got to know that play your, theory, play your theories, and then I'll play a couple of mine. Yeah. And then because first of all, you know, obviously you can give some impressions. I know you don't. I know Adam. It starts off really like in this. November two thousand five, <laughs> and at that point. People were a little dormant in the anime industry, but they laid off a dozen employees. Now, we go to the next thing. Mitsubishi, a subsidiary D-Rights, acquired 34% in June 2006 of Genion. But just recently, in August of 2007, just last month, they ended up de-investing. So that could have prompted this um, melee with ADV. The, the deal that we thought would have happened. But the thing, though, is, as we say, once they deinvested Detsu, which, remember when they went from Pioneer to uh, Genion, when they renamed it, Detsu was the full owner, and that's basically uh, sorry, an ad agency. And the other thing is, they're competing against other companies in Japan. They have the lower um, DVD sales, so they're looking to cut costs. They probably, as I said, looked at Katakawa, which has come to North America just as an overseer for some of their products and just giving it to the American distributors, saving money that way. And they probably said, hmm, looked at their uh, subsidiary in the U.S. And supposedly they were doing all right, but I guess they weren't doing all right enough for Dentsu because Dentsu decided to pull the plug and probably is going to try and pull a Katakawa. But who knows, because remember the ADV deal, maybe they tried to give ADV more than they could chew or something. Or certainly something that that wasn't agreeable. You know what I mean? But it's hard to say. Like, we'll never know. The thing is, the thing is, talking around, and, um, you know, and I talk to, and I try to talk to a few people and give, get people's opinions. The constant line I hear is that Jenny on USA, Dentsu is not happy with North American operations. They've lost way too much money. They've lost a lot of money. They sort uh, I think the lot, sometimes they even go, I can go as far as say they've regretted being in the North American market. I don't see how that could be the case. But look at their titles. Well, it's fairly easy to be in that scenario because looking at, because uh, Genion and Pioneer preceding it was always the also-ran of the industry. They released fewer titles. They released fewer major big-name titles. And while, yes, they focused on the quality, that doesn't equate to the bottom line because you end up charging the same amount for your DVDs, mm-hmm. because if you start charging premiums, nobody buys them. Regardless of what you throw in, nobody buys them. And so they ended up putting all this production value into them with add-ins and better quality subs and better quality dubs and just better quality all around. But yeah, where that doesn't equate to bottom line, you're stuck just hemorrhaging yeah, actually, money. The thing we're is, we're beginning to hit a point, and I'm going to get to I that was going to say about it. I, we were talking about that again because I was going to bring up uh, just before that, similar to that point, is look at Funimation. They have their two longest series. You have Dragon Ball Z and FMA, but look how popular and successful they can market those. And then I compare those against, say, for example, Fighting Spirit and Master Keaton. 
they may be great titles, I'm, but unfortunately, they I was just a fan of Master Keaton. I, but but the unfortunately, is, there weren't many people who bought those or bought into whatever marketing they tried to employ, Samurai and Champ they weren't even close yeah. to even making it on TV. I think part of this was also that um, Funimation may have a better hand on the Japanese marketing public. Because FMA, as well as having, as well as just being a phenomenally successful series, are you saying saying Japanese or North American? Japanese, because Mm -hmm. as well as FMA being a phenomenally successful series here, it had a lot of other marketing in Japan. It had video games. They had trading cards. Like there were things that you could bring over. Uh, Nobody's ever heard of a Master Keaton video game in North America, right? the The attempt to cross market everything like crazy was never there. And you know, Funimation. So supple- neither was the opening, for that matter. How right. about uh, another angle on this? Is remember they tried to do uh, CDs for Genyon and tie that in with their stuff. But unfortunately, we all know about the music industry and CDs mm-hmm. with the download age. The music industry was a bad move, and yeah. uh, while it's great as a bundle, because we've seen that succeed, the the Ghost in the Shell soundtracks being bundled with. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. With 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 the standalone complex. You can justify charging a little more money for that, and it's little more than, you know, a a reprint. Flash in the pan, too. It's a flash in the pan. But it's a marketing ploy. But when you start actually investing any significant amount of money in these CDs... By themselves. By themselves, you're going to get ruined on them. Uh-huh. Which is... It's a great add-on. That, that, that's the Genion thing. It, it was. It's great as an add-on. It's very, very poor... As an actual product, on its own, and that, yeah. and then and at a point they thought they could do that. Right. See, now I don't think that had anything to do with it, but that's another interesting. Oh well, thing actually, no. that's just it's just a part, a part of but the it's road part of a, to, It's uh, part of a bigger thing that I think I started. I begin to see too that I sort of begin to wonder about. Um, first of all, I know that the I know that the industry as a whole will say, let's blame a lot of this on the downloading. Let's blame a lot of this on the pirating and bootlegging. Well, th- that's always the case. There you always have to ex- have that knee-jerk blaming on something. There is an extent, but I don't think but, it's know, as it's, much it's, as you think. It's not as much as you think, because the the downloading, in fact, would tend to hurt the companies who produce more series. Funimation is, un- is undoubtedly getting killed by downloading. Just with Dragon Ball Z alone, it, there's enough episodes, there's enough market... That it's just one of those things that is going to get downloaded. The more series you have, the more downloading will affect you. Genion had a very small catalog of series that they were currently dealing with. So you can't blame the downloading because it's hurting them less than anybody else. You would have to. It, it's it, not a more proportional act- thing here. It, it's proportional, right. So it, you'd have to blame more a series of bad business decisions. Ah, thank you. I mean, well, thank you. The thing Actually, is, they had a lot of series, but too. the series probably weren't selling. That well. is actually a big part of my theory. Um, okay, let me just all right. Let me start pulling out my idea. Uh, thank you for giving me a, giving us a timeline because that kind of gives gives us a sense of maybe the catalyst at least. What, but uh, I would say the catalog was another big thing because look at all the other companies and stuff like that. Because Genion's the third largest. Mm-hmm. Remember we were talking about who's largest stuff like that. Third largest. So this is yeah. still going to be a big atom bomb for the industry. Yeah, and no, I'm no trying to get it. your catalog right and get your investors right. Or else you're I, I don't doubt. I, actually, I don't doubt that for one second. Um, let me put place a couple of thoughts into everyone's head, and I'll play. I'll start to play some of my like some of my major um, thoughts and theories. Um, keep in mind the first thing, it, like when the Genion, when the ADV deal was announced tentatively last month, or about a month ago, the one thing that was said to have got that one thing that went that they said would go first was the sales and marketing department. That was the first thing that went. Um, how did I start to put this? Um, how much did they put into that? They probably pumped that. Like the, the thinking, I'm I'm coming away thinking that a lot, probably the 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 bulk, the majority of that money, of a lot of the money they invested and ultimately lost, was into that sales and marketing. A lot of a lot of gimmicky or a lot of gimmicky's probably being unfair. Gimmicky's but unfair, I, but it's not untrue necessarily. Because look at how. Anime companies market. You have the previews mm-hmm. on the discs, which unfortunately weren't really well, that no, much of that. Forget, forget about. But the then previews. you have the, most the of previews. their stuff is through magazines, anime related, video game related. You have um, the websites 
tons of websites. Oh, forget it. Like, like, I mean, those things are sometimes par for the course, but here's the ones that caught my attention. And I was talking with um, uh, other people online last, uh, other, other podcasters online last night on this one. Um, throughout the entire time, throughout the entire, um, all of those years, have you seen a more active marketing department and a, that, that seemed to be throwing around more money than Genion? ADV had a presence, granted, but who put up the money to, you know, put the wow factor in, in, in all their convention appearances? Yeah, that was, yeah, that no, was consistently bringing, bringing the guests, bringing, bringing the stuff. The That's the other thing I was thinking Bringing of. the guests, bringing in, like, paying for the Japanese guests, their entourage, adding their own people in the entourage, bringing in musical guests, yep. bringing in, uh, and, and arranging, and their concerts, and whatever overhead there would be concerning all that. I mean... The thing is, they like on a per dollar basis or on a per capita basis, they probably spent a lot more on their marketing than they did with AD, than with ADV. And and with that, with all that marketing comes a, a big, big, huge expectation as to into their return. The thing is, uh, I was thinking that's true, but you're marketing to the wrong people when you're just doing convention marketing. I know, I know, I know. But they should have been doing more. The other guys are doing bad business decisions. None, nonetheless, this is what I think's happened. This is part. This is my own theory. The thing is, with all that, with pumping all that money, more so than into marketing than maybe a lot of other companies, they expected an equal return, which obviously has not happened to this point. The thing is, if they had, if they had kept their marketing to the same levels as, say, an ADV, a Funimation, a Media Blasters, <laughs> very subtle. In comparison, yeah. those are very subtle. Chances are the return wouldn't have been too much different than the return they're getting here. Well, but that being said, it you can sort of see their position in wanting to create that wow factor. Oh no! Because I mean, every other company has the presence. You know who ADV is. ADV is sort of you know hands down the most obvious one you will find. Because any major series that you can think of over the last five years, you can see ADV in it. I mean, there's a couple of exceptions, obviously, to that, where Funimation may have picked up the license first. But there's always that other major series that you can think of that is ADV. They just always have those DVDs on the... the you can always find them. They're always on sale. There's always a series that you like that's ADV. Hmm. Constantly. And so I think they were trying to go for that presence. They felt like... Genion was... You know, as much as it's not really... It wasn't really a newcomer to the market because Pioneer had been there for ages. A dozen years. It, it mm-hmm. felt like a new player because it didn't have the Pioneer name anymore. You couldn't rely on the same name people always had gotten used to. This is notorious when companies switch names. They sort of have to spend time rebuilding their, rebuilding their image. And so... They walked into it in, you know, prime, prime of competition. Prime of competition over anime marketing in North America. And they had to make themselves known. They had to make themselves known, their series known. And so that's the way to do it. You throw money at it. The thing is, yeah, I mean... That would probably be on Detsu's part, because they're the ones right. who decide we're going to change the name of the Japanese guy and the Well, they, they, had no they had no choice. They had no choice. Which, is, makes no se- which makes sense. As but we said, it, because and you can't, you, so you, can, you can't the, blame them for wanting to spend the money. Now you, you can blame them for perhaps quite the extent that they went to. You know, getting Japanese musical guests is a nice gimmick, and it it, it, it entertains people at the cons, but it doesn't sell DVDs mm-hmm. or CDs or CDs. Uh, that that's pretty much the Bronte, right? It's, I mean, or there would be one, maybe one or two exceptions. Somebody cited to me the idea of pil- the pillows. The group that did the um, music for Fooly Cooly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That might have been the one of the lone exceptions. But but the, by the time they, I met, when did they start bringing those over? When did they start bringing the pillows over, though? Probably in the latter part of all of this. After Fooly Cooly had been released. But remember, so you're you're trying to sell back catalog DVDs that have been out for ages. That would not be on their part because that one is actually with a different company. That's Brock. And keep it yeah, that's exactly it. That's to make it even worse. The thing You're buying people over that aren't selling your DVDs. But on top of that, on top of that, the timing was just off because the pillows thing happened recently. The Fooly Cooly thing you can trace back to three, four years. Yeah. How about, well, other, that's how about been other part of it? The, the late 90s, right? How about, it, but, but in terms of its promotion in North America. In terms America. of its promotion in North America, yeah, it's probably you know five years ago. Mm-hmm. Because remember, we had even in the Canadian event, uh, conventions, we can see that because uh, Fan Expo before it was Fan Expo a few years ago, they had um, Angela 
and they were selling the CDs there. And then Genion came to Anime North two years ago. Remember, Didn't they have two to years get ago? protocol, and they came with the CDs. Now the thing though is with that is yeah you sold all the CDs and the DVD musical DVD for Kotoko at the con they're sold out but what about all the other markets and stuff like that that have no idea they On don't all, that, they don't all come to the local conventions they don't they all don't come. come to the local conventions and you know, you know I, mean? I, I don't know about everybody else but when I think of Kotoko I don't think of anything current Oh, they were going a guy teacher. No, there were ton, <laughs> there are tons of anime theme songs. She's still doing constant. Oh, I understand hunting. that, but it's that that that's the one that I've always associated. I know I associate her first with that because that's the first time I heard her, and basically I mean, the entire soundtrack. I mean, I, I'm going to admit, Cole, yeah. And the sad part <laughs> is, and this is kind of the sad part with the use of the jap of all these Japanese artists. These ones, like, I liked the Indigo. I liked Angela when she came. I liked Kodoko when she came. But the problem is they don't, uh, and that's I can only say that for me personally. They don't have, they didn't really have that broad appeal, did they? No. I mean, I wonder how some of the CD people feel about that because I wonder how many promises they were given about trying to expand their uh, market, if at all. I think the other issue there is that um, anime watchers generally, I, I get the impression that you know, even though they understand that obviously there are actual people and musical groups and people who make a career out of making songs that go into anime but they never really associate them with any face or any person right it's a song you hear one or two of them in the series and if you you know it's only when it's only the hardcore you know fans perhaps like ourselves the aficionados who pay attention to all of these series that we notice somebody's career going through a number of anime series but when you only hear one or two songs from someone and you, most often the opening and ending aren't by the same person most often. Most yes. often. You just hear, you, you, you may hear this name, think, oh, that's a good song, and just forget it. Using anime to market music, at least in North America, does not tend to function very well. Obviously, there are the exception where much of the soundtrack is done by the same people. Vertically for the Pillows is perfect. Uh, anything Yoko Kano is perfect. Because you get the Anything same person. Anything Joe Higashi who does the the Miyazaki stuff. Yep, exactly. Yep. Anything like that, you get the the same person doing the, the entire show. But that's the rarity in the industry. And so, trying to utilize these you know these musical acts for the purpose of pushing your anime, as we've shown, really doesn't tend to work that well. And you think, and the thing is, there was a lot of costs involved. And yeah, and it costs a lot of money. And that's. Part of my theory. Yeah. So I you're mean, throwing said, you're money right. away. You're, as I no. said, you're right. I mean, I can't. You can't fault it. You can't. I'm, you can't I mean, fault them for trying. But you know, I think it would have been nice if there was somebody in the boardroom to say, "Uh, guys." Unfortunately, unfortunately, I hate to tell you, there's a little few, sooner. There's yeah, a few exactly. times when you're trying to do a bilateral company, like you have Japan all the way over there, then you have North America all the way over ah, here. You know what I mean? Thank like, you. I that's the big thing that comes down to me is. I blame a lot of it on Detsu, but the big thing here for me, and it's a big thing that's always talked about, about companies and trying to get things right when you're bilateral, communication. Communication is ah. key. Which brings me to my uh, the other half of my uh, thinking, and I, I know this one will get me, will may, may get me in trouble, but I'll try it anyway. First part is, Genion seemingly was the money in all amongst all of the companies. I mean... ADV cannot really say this. Funimation cannot really say this. Anime Works cannot really say this. But Genion's parent is Genion Limited in Japan. In turn, its parent is Dentsu. Dentsu Limited in Japan. One of the biggest advertising firms in the world. Seemingly, which had existed for more than a century. Seemingly, like, you would think that there's a lot of money like the, the, a lot of money that potentially involved, and I get to, and, and and I also get a sense that so I, I tend to think that what you know what gives with all that. Also, the other part of this is what were Genion's expectations in the long term, and how did they compare uh, on a like a per unit money basis on how much they expected to make, and, and it comes back down to my to all that spending and want of return. But how does that compare with companies? With the other companies, were they were they along the same level, or did they expect more? I think there's different things though, because when we think about how about 
the parent company versus the actual subsidiary because the subsidiary, according to their employees, could be doing okay but wasn't okay enough for the parent company when they see their other competitors trying to enter the market a la Bandai Visual, a la Katakawa, but more of Katakawa because they may have been doing better with fewer series, series that would probably sell a bit better in the North American market, just giving all the bare bones that they had in their subsidiary to other companies. So they're saving money, you know well, what I mean? Yeah, but Bandai's so, been doing that for years. Bandai Visual I, or Ent? Or the... Um, look, I just see Bandai, okay? Oh, yeah. Bandai it's the same parent is, company, I'm sure. Well, the uh, thing is they're... But uh, they've been throwing in, you know, they, they've done very few series. You can attribute very few North American releases to Bandai. At least as of late. That, that's At least as of late, but um, that's the thing. is So they, they've, it seems like they've made sort of their livelihood on releasing a few good series that they know will sell... And just throwing those down, as opposed to trying to make it their entire industry. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's perhaps something that Genion should have learned. And But, I don't know, it strikes me that having that the parent company being one of the largest advertising agencies in the world would set some ridiculously high expectations for your, uh, for your, uh, your North American anime. Well, think about this. Remember, they bought in when anime probably was still at its peak. So remember, the license fees have went up. So probably yeah. they had higher expectations and kept them when they should have looked at more conservative estimates. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's thought, what you're supposed to do. But and, 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 and having said all that about Dentsu being the advertising agency, I guess in the end, marketing is their thing. Yeah, marketing is their thing. But, but in Japan, what about in North America? Think yeah. about that. And here's the other thought. In the end, with Dentsu coming in as the owner... People said this is a company that existed for, for a dozen years. Yes, but you brought in that point when Dentsu came in and had to reinvest and reinvent themselves into the market. In the end, that Jap- it was, the Japanese, it was the, the Japanese parent coming in, trying to m- learn the North American market. When you had ADV, Funimation, when you had all the other companies who had been established in the North American yeah. market, and at their and heart... And who are more or less solely in the North American and market. And at their heart, American companies who knew the market a little bit better. In many respects, I wonder if Genion may not, may not have had, may have been coolest to a certain extent on the North American market. Quite possibly. It, it sort of suggests that they should have dropped down to a production-only institution long ago. Well, you think... Is, uh, well, and, they're, and they're even going I below think, that now. Right, exactly. I, but, yeah. you know, if we'd, uh, you know, if a couple of years ago, they would have realized, hey, wait, this marketing thing isn't working. Let's produce stuff and let somebody else distribute it, either ADV or Funimation or Media Blasters or whoever the heck is still out there. My my thought goes to Central Park Media, but I don't know if they're still around. They're kind of around (laughs) on very, very big life support. Yeah. But no, I was going to say that when the transfer happened, there were still mostly the same people in charge of the subsidiary. So you think they would have had... But they were taking their big, calls from somebody else now. That's the problem. I think if they were smart, and I'm not sure to what extent, they actually talked to the people in the subsidiary and asked them, well, what have you been doing? What have you been doing right? What have you been doing wrong? You know what I mean? I would assume, hopefully, that's what they did and didn't go in in takeover mode and say, okay, we're rewriting the whole book on how you do things. You know, that's not, that's not how corporate takeovers work. You don't walk in and say, you know what, subsidiary that you, we just took over, you're I doing all right, we're going to let you run this way. It's very much the rarity in the industry, in, in any corporate industry. More often than not, they come in and say, okay, I understand this is the way you've been doing things, but this is our corporate philosophy, and you're free to sort of run the way you have been, as long as you don't conflict with the way we do things. And you think that's what happened here? That, that's more likely what happened, is, you know, Tokyo got to make the decisions. Well, that's the problem. Like, I know that's completely bilateral. Because we're not understanding the market. Remember what I was talking about? It's communication and it's about corporate takeovers. Unfortunately, usually they're not with the niceties you would think would make sense in business. Most of the time, they destroy themselves because they don't take the proper route. But I think also that to this point, nobody would have actually thought that it would be an issue. Nobody would have thought that, that a. Japanese company controlling a North American anime distributor would be such a problem. 
it, it just never occurred to us, I imagine, that the markets would be that different and that it, until it's, it's too not, late. It's it, not. That's exactly. It never. You never. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I would say. Yeah. I would say. To me, I could see it, and I could see problems. First of all, you have language issues. Another issue cultural is issues. Yeah. because cultural issues of how things are done, marketing, how things are done, company wise. Like I've seen it happen where you have another person going to another country, and they literally the company was fine, and then they destroy the company because they don't do it the right cultural way. Or they don't do it in certain ways that have been working before. Like, it's all the small things that get you in trouble. And I think that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. All the small things build up and then one big bang, it happens. Yeah. Kind of sad, though. Well, you eventually yeah. run out of money and then you don't have a choice. Well, that's well, a they had the money. Run out of money, out of money is, uh, is not really... It's not like the coffers it's are dry. This, this, is, this is not... It, it's a cut your losses type of scenario. Mm -hmm. This is not like bankruptcy or cpm type of situation this in my mind is more of densu decide to cut the money bags out of uh, i their think it's just, i think it's an attempt to cut the fat yeah it is clear but, but it, it's sort of a but now they're going to the bones and it, it's like it's like having skin. liposuction instead of going on a diet thank you that's right. a good, that, that's thank the you. best that's, that's actually a pretty good analogy, that's a good because, analogy. This is, because this is surgery Unfortunately, the surgery can also be fatal in many respects. Exactly, too. and even and if it's not way, fatal, it's going to considerably damage their interests. Yeah, and 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 for reference, the, and for reference, um, the analogy is especially opportune here in Toronto because there was a case this week where a woman died during liposuction surgery. So, the metaphor is probably more apropos. It, it, probably, perhaps, but they they all do sign waivers before they do these elective surgeries. Well. Yeah. That's why I never... So, Dr. Suck-Out-The-Fat is probably all right. <laughs> Besides which, he has good insurance, I'm sure. They all do. <laughs> anyway, um, but this is like, this is what we're seeing. So, what, so having said all of this, we tried to dissect, give our theories as to what we thought went wrong. What's next? What do you think is next? Katokawa root, obviously. That's, that's the that is my thing. That, that's think the best we can hope I, for, I think. I think it's going to be Katokawa root. But I will tell you that I think it's going to be a long, long time, like maybe a year or two years. I'm hoping sooner because it'll take them a long time just to sort out what they want to do. It's not going to be like this simple overnight, oh, we're going to do this. It's going to be That's a long, problem. long yeah. I don't think we'll start it's seeing the process start to figure itself out until the new year. Like the last date mentioned in that release was December, was the very last day of 2007. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. think we'll start to see any motion on that whatsoever till well it's that. because they have to phase out the industries they're already dealing with and they're deciding to do it a little more quickly but leaving but nonetheless it's still going to they're, they're basically not closing the books on what on everything they're on all their sales issues until the end of the year mm -hmm. which is fair because it's probably their fiscal year end anyway mm -hmm. but it's a fair it's a fair thing to do actually yeah. So. yeah yeah um don't think that ADV is completely out of the picture the thing is i think if titles like titles are to eventually return to the market they will be done on a per title basis, with a, on a per company basis. Right. So, I, well, there's mm. no reason to count ADV out. AD, ADV has an awesome marketing no. and distribution machine in North America, and regardless of you know, even if they chose to go the Katakawa route, it would be beneficial to Genion to utilize ADV as little, their distribution the, team. Although the breakup the, of the deal now adds a throw well, around. yeah, but it could yeah. also be that. Uh, Genion just wanted ADV to commit a little further than they wanted to. By the way, and, and if you draw them on a per title basis, you, you, nobody complains with a contract. Yeah, I will pay you this much to do this thing, not which this you much can, to do uh, my entire library. Right? Not yeah. not you know you you're going to have to agree to do everything in some vague amount of time. It's just how about and, this and title? How do you like what, that? What else we, including what else we license in the future? Right. Remember, we were talking about this. That the big atom bomb for this is that we have all the people who are not anime aficionados, whatever we want to call them, hardcore fans or taku, that just go and pick up a DVD and say their local store, or local comic book store, where have you? That is probably going to sour them from the anime industry in general because it's kind of the thing of they stop they're released halfway through for some of these series. So, you know, you kind of get where I'm going, right? I, I understand your point, but the, the, I, have I, I have no worries over it, but I think it, for the greater market where they want to make their money, this is going to be hard for Jenny on when they come back. But the other companies may not be out of the woods on it, depending on how I they handle the this companies will and have how to, they... The other companies will have to demand that they get to start... 
I from volume. Don't one think it's going to going to affect the the industry all that much because it, I, I I'm I'm a very good example of this. I was caught in the original thirteen episode Utena run. Mm-hmm. The one that they then canned and decided not to release the remainder of the series, the remaining 26 episodes, for like 8 or 10 years. It took, uh, a, okay, uh, maybe okay. not that long, maybe probably 5. Close but 5, I guess. But that's a long wait. That, that's it from a time when we were in hard-to-get VHS to DVDs flowing like water. And I remember having to order, in fact, the, dub, the dubbed VHS from my local video store, because we couldn't get the subtitles, had to get the dubbed, and you could expect one out every three months. You had to special order it. It would take six weeks to get here. I got finished with the fourth D- the fourth VHS, which was the fir- you know the thirteenth episode. And then oh yeah, these aren't available anymore. <laughs> and, you know it it, it, it it does suck. It really does because that's when the series starts to get keep good. Keep in mind the movie <laughs> came out before the rest yeah the, of the movie series. came yeah, out just before they finished that and got us all hooked. Um, but that didn't sour me on the industry. It maybe have soured me on Central Park Media, but <laughs> but who could blame me for that? Uh, I think a lot of people got soured on CPM, by the way. Yeah. But it, it didn't sour me on the industry generally, because I then jumped ship to ADV and Manga, who was still releasing things at the time, and all things seemed to go well. And, and that's ultimately how it goes. If, not, yeah, if somebody wants to not do it anymore... Everybody Maybe else somebody will. else will step forward eventually. It just depends on where they the want to start. The and Utena did eventually get released. But the scary part is, Genion now becomes a portfolio company a la Katakawa. They ultimately still own North American rights. The thing is, if you want, are, are eager to wait for Nanoha, for Magical Leo Gold Nanoha, first two series, yeah. There's the, the license is not open. Genion still holds okay, them. Okay, yes, but Nanoha is probably one of those few just, that is going to get picked up. It's where you're waiting for something like the Shakugan of Shauna OAV, where it perhaps is not keep in that mind this, much... Keep in mind the series, the first series is already out already. No, I understand that, no. but it, that's all the more reason why the OAV is less likely to get picked up by License Rescue. Oh, oh, because it's a continuing series. It's a continuing series. It's an OAV. The no, one's not- going to die if you don't release the OAV. Helsing is probably the same example. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could live without the OAV being released because the series is out there. But not well, well, actually that that no Helsing maybe no well yeah, but that's only because the, we got, that's only because the first couple are out too. Just for reference, we got five, we, we got roughly five minutes to go. Um, the thing is, I, I guess I guess the thing is, we're using the term rescue license, and that's not like it's a, probably the most simplistic term. It's but not it's really not, rescue because the, the the company is not bankrupt. It's more a or, or there isn't to, or there isn't a li- or or on top of that, there isn't an expired license. Exactly, we have an ongoing yeah. license. We have an ongoing license, which means that well, you know, it's not really a license rescue. It is changing of the. It, hands. It's a reselling of a license, or licensing of a license. Mm-hmm. So, Genion is, uh, is very likely to just say, okay, you want to release this? Well, okay. Here, it'll cost you this much. The thing, though, is it all depends they, they on your original it, license holder. Exactly. That's the big thing. Will they allow them to sub-license? A lot of the time, it'll just revert back to the original license holder who will then go to the... Uh, or you could also turn the other way, and Genion could very easily say, okay, well, if you, you know, if we're not allowed to resell this license... How about we do it, but you finance it 100%. You run the project as a subcontractor. There's very easy ways to get around this, which, you know, the original licensor can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I mean, if people, if enough people and enough companies, more importantly, want Nanoha or some other series to get out, it'll get out. This, this isn't a, you know, a company going under and they're going to hold licenses that can't get released again this isn't yeah that's the thing and that's why i'm trying to look through rose colored glasses on this because bottom line is if the market exists they will see them yes i don't think like i don't understand why people think it's the end of the world life's gonna go on and i think that we'll see them it'll just be a long time before we see song lyric it's the end of the world as we know it and i feel fine and i feel fine yeah (laughs) the thing is but which who sung it originally Hmm. it's rem See, he's right. The and then you did the redo, the Great Big C redo, so which is go. a lot better. But <laughs> oh, you like the Great Big C one fast. better? You you like the Great Big C one it's better? It's much than faster, I'm, and I, like I do admit it's line, more. Yeah, it's bottom beat. bottom line is, Genion as we know it will die this tomorrow. 
Well, as we know it, yes. But is that really so bad? Time will tell. Probably there, there's been so many players in the anime industry. Like, I always wondered how they could have so many players in this niche market. Because usually in the niche market, you have but only so really many players. But we've really only got, like, two or three killer players here. Now. We only ever really did. Well, Genion was the... Well, uh, actually, Genion was the... Out of interest, I was talking to someone. Genion and Pioneer were the also-rans, and CPM was good back in the VHS days, but they started to slowly wane as DVDs became more popular. ADV... ADV and Funimation, just became, ADV and Funimation became the powerhouses of the industry. Um, Bandai, and the, Bandai Entertainment and Media Blasters? Media Blasters has always kept a, 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 very, a very niche, very good and set of licenses, hentai. but and you had to like them. Well. And hentai. hentai. They've and live huge on hentai. And live um, That's how they get started. But what was the other one you were mentioning? Oh, Bandai. Bandai, yeah. Bandai was, again, very niche. They had a I nice select, ser- select me, number of series. I, I, we have to clarify. I don't think Adam knows about the division of the Bandai name. There's Bandai Visual, which Bandai is... Bandai Visual is directly, is the direct U.S., is, is, is the direct Japanese presence in the U.S. Okay. Bandai Ent is another, I don't even know if you can call it subsidiary, but the two companies are treated very differently. Yeah, that, that's fine, but regardless of that, you see the name Bandai on a series. I personally don't care which of the two it comes from, because it, you can trace it back along the corporate line mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. to the same place uh, yeah. regardless of where <laughs> but, but let me oh yeah there's one little final nugget um, uh, one little final nugget to the call to the end of, of Genion's distribution tomorrow mm-hmm. um, Bandai visual stuff was distributed through oh yeah Genion. they just uh, sent out their press release I think that, what was it that one site they were going to release stuff through but then they said we're going to try and get them out as best we can. We're still figuring out our options. Oh, so, yeah, so they, you know what I mean? their distribution. Yeah. Bandai Ent. Bandai Ent. That's the group yeah. that did that did love Hina. They lost the license to that. Right. Um, yeah. The yeah. Please series. The um, Infinite Revise. Uh, I'm trying to name anything. Oh, Cow- the original Cowboy Bebop, Escaphonia, right. et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They handled their own distribution. I don't know through what methods. I keep. I don't know it off the top of my head, but they do their own another distribution channel route. Mm-hmm. So, but the, and they're still very much. Oh yeah, no, of course. Of course, they have Harui or yeah. a sub license of Harui, yeah. or the contract out of Harui from Kadokawa. Yeah, that's their most famous title right now. But you know, there it is. Uh, oh yeah, and oh Gundam. You can never forget all the Gundam. Gundam things. is Gundam. Is, yeah, and Gundams right now. Gunbuster is Bandai Visual. Right. So. Well, Bandai no, Gundam. yeah, Bandai Visual is now going in their market because they got a lot of uh, Gundam-type titles yeah. themselves. And the fear is, who's going to pick up $80 discs? Because that's Bandai Visual's mantra. Basically, yeah. it's Japanese price, Japanese quality, screw yourselves. But, well, yeah, but that but being that's said, it, 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 they're, they're still here. The market. Yeah. yeah, well, they're for the still moment, here. they're still alive. The funny thing, though, is I was going to say about this, we were talking about market and all that stuff. The one thing I was talking with someone about is how about the manga market with it expanding with Young Press and how many people are in that market and how it's still growing. How do you feel about that for how big and how many players are in that? Yeah, but for, but boy, I think that's a little bit more thriving. But then again, it doesn't cost much. That's exactly, yeah, it costs significantly less to produce. And you basically, you need a translator and a guy with Photoshop. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not how they do it. But yeah, you can. Yeah, but do you that. could functionally release them with that little. I mean, come on, look at the scanlation teams. <laughs> Illegal, yes, but you can pump out translations in less time than it takes the major houses. And yeah, okay, you're not printing them, but you could just as easily take that Illustrator file or that Quark file, Run it send through. it off to a printer, and have it done in the same amount of time. Thank you. Anyway, um, so that's our that's our thoughts. Uh, oh, one last thing, Jenny Young was more known for all the ex- all those cute little extras, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about pencil we board. That being said, we ADV had about- their good share of them. Yeah. The well, ADV, and ADV, ADV hasn't been doing as many of them. It's just the box now. Yeah, just- but they they were they they got a they got a good start being known with that. Come on, you can still get Menchie plushies. Or maybe the Nagico panties. panties. Menchie Grill plushies, too. I was going to say the Nagico panties was a good one, but anyway. Anyway, so there's our, uh, I guess there's our two cents, or translate into American, two cents. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it's like 1.99 something, whatever. Um, So that's, I guess there's our thoughts uh, on it. Um, Guys, calm down. I mean, to, every, to all the listeners down there who's in a bit of a panic. And granted, I'm trying to get a copy. Now the box set for um, Ichigo Matchumaru myself. 
Actually, um, no, they released a box set of that, so you guys can should have no problem. Well, it's, not, it's not like overnight these releases yeah, my that point they have released, I'm going to feel a little disappear. dirty buying that box set, though. You... you. Uh, hey, it, it's got, a great series, but... Uh, I got the box with the calendar. The calendar try, you should But the see thing this. is, um, you know, look for a deal if you want, but it's not... But we'll see it. Eventually, everything will have to figure itself out. We'll figure itself out in time. The only thing is... Oh, go ahead, and I'll give my thoughts. No, I was going to say that, yeah, some of the ones they have released previous will go on of print, but it's not like they're going to go on a print to continue my thought from permanently. They'll, they'll be back. Something Maybe, but we'll have to they always in what they always something will figure itself out. The thing is, um, all we can are left to do for now is to speculate, and there's no obligation on anybody, whether it be ADV or Genion, to tell you what's going on because none of the, neither of these companies are publicly traded. So there's no obligation for a, for a disclosure as to all the events that have happened. We can only, as I said, we can only speculate. But hey, as podcasters. As people sitting around a table and around a, around a, around a round table, that's part of what we do. And and unfortunately, right now, to calm ourselves, that's all we're left to do. So um, the only thing I can say now is it's gonna like because of all that, we have to wait for word. And because of the me- uh, reasons I just gave you, it's gonna be a little while. And that's all. And the thing is, it'll it won't happen gradually. Us finding out won't happen gradually. Just happen at the snap of a finger and rather suddenly. So there's a thought. Wow. I guess we, all we have left to say though is like um, it's like we said before. Our heart went out to the employees, but I my heart goes out to them for taking those licenses that were risky and they probably should have taken because I would have never seen series I would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just Master Key and Fine Spirit. There's other ones like uh, Kawikas. That was, took some balls to take that license because do you think anyone in their right mind would have done that? Do you think otherwise? anyone would take it now? I don't think anyone would take <laughs> it now. It's such a niche series. That was, was such a very controversial subject matter. Anyway, um, I guess that's it for the digest. Uh, so if you're listening, hoping that episode 26 is... 26? I think 26. Yeah, Something. episode 26 is coming yeah. on the line. Guess what? That's coming up shortly. Chances are, if, you're, if you've been able to get this... 26 is now online, so give it a listen. Until then, good night.